Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 62. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. Did you just say 62? Did, did I say 62? What's up, girls and gays? Welcome to episode 62 of Cartridge Cinema Club. As you can tell, Mark and I are very on top of our game this week, to the point where I didn't think of a bit at all for the intro to the episode. Tell We're in the me middle of a time Lord. travel arc. Tell me about Laura Croft colon Tomb Raider dash the cradle of life parentheses 2003, Mark. Oh, man. Um. Ugh. Well, this, mo- <laughs> this movie... Uh, which I'm sure you all watched because it's really worth your time. Um, sh- shout outs to Dad. I know you watched it. Um, directed by um, the French name Jean de Bon. Jean de Bon. Jean de Bon. Jean de Bon. I don't know. Screen- I can do. I think I can do a convincing fake bullshit French accent. S- screenplay by Deed Georgeris. Man, we we really should have prepared for this one. Yeah, it's it's a Tomb Raider movie. <laughs> It sure is. God, so you might be wondering, oh boy, was this one of those episodes where Mark and Alex, like, watched the movie, like, a week ago, and they can't really remember it very well, so they have to bullshit their way through the episode. You're wrong. I watched this movie yesterday, and I barely remember what happens in it, because it is a a completely useless piece of media. There's no reason for Tomb Raider, the cradle of life, to exist. The, The... the universe would be perfectly fine. The life would go on. Humanity as a species would very easily be able to continue if Laura Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, was never made. But unfortunately, we don't live in that universe. And instead, we live in a universe where me and Mark have decided to torture ourselves by watching mediocre cinema. And so, therefore, we're going to have to talk about it for the next 20 minutes. Now... Normally, this is where I would go and explain the plot, but luckily, it's a Tomb Raider movie, so I don't have to. There's a MacGuffin. The bad guys want it. Lara also wants it. This time, it's Pandora's box, uh, and in this one, she has to work with her ex-boyfriend, Gerard Butler, who's like a- he's like an ex-fed, and he's like a traitor to the- to- to, like, MI6 or something, which makes him sound pretty cool to me. Uh, she has to break him out of jail, and then action-adventure ensues, and, uh, and this this movie's just this movie's just dumb as shit. It's just dumb as f- it it it's so goddamn stupid. What tell mm, general thoughts, Mark? How'd you feel about this one? You know, after the high water mark that was set with Lara Croft's Tomb Raider, uh, two thousand one <laughs> origin of two uh, thousands uh, goo, um, I really expected. I I mean, I'm 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 memeing, but I actually did expect better from this movie because I expected it to be like a little more fun of a dumb romp, and not to say there's no dumb fun to be had, but you think back to scenes in the first one, and I can remember specific parts, and I'm like, that shit was hilariously <laughs> bad and dumb, like the the part where all the statues come to life, um, and the part where she's like there's like classical music playing and she's like she's like trapeze murdering a bunch of soldiers in yeah. her in her house let's let's not forget that the first Tomb raider movie uh within the first five minutes has a giant cg killer robot in it yeah that shit was great <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know man that it was it's a fun movie um the MacGuffin was more interesting and i i didn't write this in the notes or anything but I do honestly feel that as dumb as shit as both of these movies are, the emotional pull that the first one has 
is much more compelling than the second one. We'll 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 get into it, but the the first one is like she's trying to complete the mission that like her dad couldn't do cuz her dad was like killed or whatever and she so she's finding out the truth of like her dad who was like she loved obviously and and it's kind of like a like a father-daughter thing which it plays a little bit better than this, you know, ex-boyfriend that we've never heard of who uh, maybe she still loves, but they don't seem to like each other that much at all. <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't even really drive the plot. He he's just kind of there. Yeah, I he's mean, just there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, uh, my my main impression of this film was that it it it's it's like a bunch of kids on the playground. Well, you know when you're like ten and you and your friends are playing, you you and your friends are playing make it make believe, and like everybody is just like constantly one upping each other, and it's just like, oh, but I have the superpower that stops your superpower, and oh, but then a submarine shows up and saves <laughs> me, and you get you get killed. That's this whole movie. Like that's the like this is the kind of movie where there's a scene where the protagonists end up on like a roof of a building, and they like jump off of the building with wig suits, and then a boat is just there for them. And and characters are just introduced. There's a there's a there's a part where she needs to escape from an underwater temple, so she cuts her own arm to make herself bleed to attract a shark that will take her up to the surface of the water because she punches the shark in the face and then grabs the shark and goes up to the surface of the water and then she's stranded in the middle of the ocean and the shark just leaves her alone, I guess? And then it just a nuclear submarine just appears and saves her. Uh, and that and that and that's the kind of movie that you're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm tempted to, I'm tempted to, to really really zero in on that shark moment and i think we should so unbelievable it really it actually it defies all understanding this this one bit was honestly the highlight of the movie for me so i'm going to talk about it a little bit more why um (laughs) why would she cuts her arm and the shark shows up does she know that punching the shark in the nose will cause him to swim toward the surface because that's how you stop sharks man everyone knows that you gotta punch no no so yeah Sure, but d- does she d- do sharks swim toward the surface when punched in the nose? And additionally, Cinema Sin number one. This is Cinema Sin Lara, number one. How does Lara Croft know? <laughs> God. I was just, I was delighted because I saw her cut her arm and I'm like, is she like attracting a shark? Well, she can't control the direction the shark goes, so that'd be stupid. <laughs> and then it happens. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a there's a part where they're like, oh, we can't we 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 can't uh, <laughs> we can't get to the bad guys' lair because they have eyes on all the roads except for one, and then it smash cuts to her <laughs> riding a motorcycle on the Great Wall of China in the the worst green screen of the movie. Yeah. Also, I I will add it is um, it is it is an incredibly like disjointed and bewildering film in a lot of ways yeah. but it's but it's it's just it's it's so stupid and pointless that like you can't even really be upset about it it's just it's so goddamn dumb like the first half of the movie like it's all set up where it's like oh like there's like a evil uh like uh, criminal organization based in China, and they're these really scary badass motherfuckers. And Lara Croft and her stupid ex-boyfriend Gerard Butler have to go to China and 
go defeat this criminal organization. And then that whole situation gets wrapped up in, like, the first, like, 30 minutes, and then it's like, now we have to go to Africa and go do the other thing that we have to do. Yeah, there's also, and, like, four countries in between those two uh, yeah. that are lar- largely inconsequential. But yeah, the, the big Chinese mafia thing was, like, it, it really does come and go so quickly, and and you, you think that they're going to be, like, the main, like, bad guys, but they're, like, only the third most scary group of bad guys in the movie. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, the, the most of the first half, one-third of the movie is in China, and uh, you you may be surprised to learn that in this Tomb Raider movie, the non-white characters... <laughs> are not handled are not handled particularly well you know like the the all of the chinese characters and like all of the people of color in this movie in general exist to either one be a villain two be uh to get killed or three uh to be like a mythical guide that helps out this white girl and her stupid boyfriend and uh and that and so things were already off to a bad start (laughs) with that uh, and, and then they said, now we have to go to Africa. And I was like, no, God, no, God, movie, it's 2003. You can't just go to Africa like this. And of course, it, the first thing that you see in Africa, uh, the only thing uh, that African men who uh, speak a, at least some English are allowed to do in uh, in Hollywood movies is translate for white people and drive uh, jeeps across the Serengeti. Uh, (laughs) Those are the two things that they're allowed to do. Uh, And then the other thing that black people are allowed to do in this movie in particular is be a tribesman who carries a spear. And when the evil soldiers show up, they throw the spears at, at the tri at the, at the, at the modern equipped soldiers with machine guns. Those poor, silly uninformed tribesmen. They don't know that spear don't beat gun. (laughs) They're not smart like us. Too bad. Too bad. No one told them. Yeah. Spear, spear do not beat gun. When when she said when she said uh, it's in Africa, like she had the the moment of realization because MacGuffin played an yeah. iMovie that I was, was like, in Africa. I was like, no God. When, when she said it, I was like, please say a country. Please say a country. Please nope. don't just say the continent of Africa. Nope. And she she just says Africa. And then they go to Africa. Not a country. Just Africa. Yeah. And then oh yeah, and then the movie ends with uh with all of the African tribesmen characters mistaking Lara Croft's two male friends for gays, which is hilarious, and then giving them white dreads because they're gonna get married and then and then cut to credits. That's how that's the end of the movie. So that we it's a it's it's good. It's uh <laughs> I can't believe that this Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie from 2003, based on the game Tomb Raider, is racist. Yeah, based on this series of video games about a white savior character who goes around to various other cultures, steals their ancient artifacts for herself, and shoots a bunch of brown people. I cannot believe that this film, based on them, doesn't have proper racial sensitivity or like a concept of how to handle interesting and nuanced people of color as your characters i'm so shocked by that it's unbelievable and you know what else i'm shocked by i 
we talked about this in 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 the in the in the first Tomb Raider episode, which was like six months ago. So you probably haven't listened to it, and so and I think it's even more on display in this movie. And I think it's strange, um, not bad. I think it's strange. I think it's maybe good, but it's 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 interesting. Yeah. Um. So Lara Croft, obviously, if you don't know, I guess Tomb Raider series of action adventure platformer adjacent video games that have been around since the 90s uh and and basically the main selling point of which for a very long time was the main characters got big tits that was that was the whole thing right yeah that was her entire characterization like pretty literally was she's the one that's got the big tits um and 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 no doubt that angelina jolie has large tits in this movie and wears a skin-tight bodysuit and like the first time you see her she's you know like in a fucking like she's like on a jet ski and does a flip on that jet ski the fr- when i describe this movie it sounds so cool but i promise <laughs> you it isn't it's really boring <laughs> yeah even even the way that like it's shot and presented it's just all this stuff is boring and the music backing it is boring it's just it it's it's very stakeless and like stale feeling yeah um but the cinematography and just like sort of the, I guess, and just like the plot and the and the characters in general, um, she really isn't very sexualized by this movie. Yeah, even in the very very first scene, which is the only like "Hey, look, boobs" scene mm-hmm. where she shows up, she she shows up in a bikini, but like, unless I'm remembering it wrong, I'm pretty pretty sure. That it's just like a straight like shot of her. It's not like a yeah. Megan Fox Transformers like f- going up her legs and her ass and stuff. It's yeah, just like there's she's, none of that. She's in a bikini and like maybe one of the guys there like kind of makes a comment, but like it that's it. Yeah, and for and- for a video game movie in two thousand three, <laughs> that's unprecedented. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's it's. It's nice that the director and the cinematographer decided to just not make it about just like showing off her body as much as possible because it really they really don't do that. Um, yeah. And like you know, there's the concept of like the male gaze, you know, like the mm-hmm. idea of just like shooting, uh, you know, your female characters like lovingly panning over their thighs and ass and all that stuff. And this it this movie isn't about that, um, which I kind of like. Um, and it's it's. Weird because like, I throughout most of this movie, I was just like, you know, not only is she like not sexualized, I could not imagine this character having sex with anyone. <laughs> no, like, she she she's not. I don't know. She, she is she, all business. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she knows how to have fun. Like she jokes about fun, but the things she's saying are fun. Are like, oh, here's like a harrowing experience. Uh, and it's not like in like the fun, it's not like in the sexy way of like, like dangerous and sexy. It's just like, you, you just had to like kill four people and like get in a bamboo stick sword fight for your life. And now you're smiling. Cause like, huh, I got out of that one yeah. to the next, you know, situation, <laughs> I guess. She really is like a Supreme video game protagonist. She just kind of like, totally. She just- she just kind of like is super awesome and badass and never fails and never does anything wrong. Uh, and like she really is like a, a complete and utter Mary Sue. Yeah, like, she, she's Master Chief. She's fucking Master Chief in this. In yeah, this she is. She can't. She cannot lose. Um, and and so all of this is weird 
because of the presence of Gerard Butler's character. Yeah, when I heard that there was going to be like a romance thing, I was like, oh, there's no way they're not going to make this like gross. And it it really isn't like gross. It's it's not good, but it's not like it's not like exploitative or anything. It's it's executed poorly. I think what they're trying to do is maybe kind of all right. Okay. So let's sure. Let's let's back up, back the truck up, back up the (laughs) podcast van and let's, we'll set it up a little bit. So, you know, he, again, as as we kind of talked about before, you know, he's like this ex fed trader. She like busts him out of prison. And part of the stipulation that she's, uh, that she has to get him out of prison is she's authorized to kill him at any time. Um, and then we find out that they, like, used to be a fling. They dated for, like, five months or whatever. Um, and, you know, they have banter. This movie is better than a lot of other movies we've watched for the podcast in that, like, Lara Croft and Gerard Butler talk about things besides the plot. Like, they, like, goof on each other, you know? They have they have banter in some way. Um, but I don't feel like I got the impression... Like, it doesn't feel like she wants to fuck him, like, kind of throughout this. And so I'm thinking, no. like, kind of the whole thing is, like, She's going to want to not fuck him. Um, and, and they they kind of do do that, right? Because there's a real weird scene. Oh, there's a, such a weird scene. God, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, where, where she is like half naked and he just comes into the room and like sneaks up on her, which is stupid. Don't sneak up on Lara Croft. She's a fucking psychopath. Um, and, <laughs> and she like... And she, like, grabs, like, you know, does a karate at him and, like, grabs him by the wrist and stuff. And he says, you can break my wrist, but I'm still going to kiss you. Which is, which is not an okay thing to say. But, hey, little, hey, gamers out there, <laughs> listen up. Uh, so that's just not cute, gamers. That, that shit, not cool, not good. Uh, and, and then, you know, they, she, like, starts kissing him and then, like, handcuffs him to a bed or whatever. And then he makes a comment about BDSM or something. And then, you know, she tells him to fuck off, basically, and go save himself and, like, whatever. And, and you kind of get the impression that she's, like, done with this dude, right? And right, then at right, the, right. What, at the very end of the movie, when they're in the MacGuffin chamber, because there always has to be a MacGuffin chamber where the climax happens and the villain gets dropped into a vat of acid. Gotta say, good villain death in this movie. The shitty white capitalist yeah. guy that wants the MacGuffin falls in a vat of acid and all of his skin gets peeled off, and I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> yeah, that his, his like scream is like very good. It was a good horror movie scream. Yeah. I, I, I quite enjoyed that. It and- was... I thought that was excellent. <laughs> yeah, that that was another highlight. So yeah. that and the shark and yeah, those yeah. are the two best moments <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, and then and then uh, you know the sort of last conflict in the film is Gerard Butler wants to take the Pandora's box and sell it for money so he can you know it's all whatever. And yeah, the, Croft- well the the whole the whole thing with with Lara uh, like handcuffing him and going and walking away and saying okay I'm going to go this alone now is because she feels like she can't fully trust him uh mm-hmm. in the end because she predicts that he's gonna do exactly this uh yeah. so that was the build-up to this and then it's like okay so he is <laughs> gonna do the thing yeah and he has this line where he's just like see all your beliefs all your all your ideals they're not real i am and you love me 
uh, which is hilarious for two reasons. One, the suggestion that he loves her, that she loves him is preposterous because she doesn't love anything but murder. <laughs> and, yeah, she she loves blood. Yeah. And, and, and weaponry. And second of all, what are the beliefs and ideals of Lara Croft that have been established in this film besides doesn't want the world to end? <laughs> which are not really very strongly held ideals in my opinion. What an altruistic person. Yeah. And and then like there's this moment where like Angelina Jolie like kinda like makes a sad crying noise when she's like kinda trying to decide what she should do. Uh, you know, because she, like, she's an actor and she's yeah. trying to do her job and inject emotion into this character. Yeah, and it's like, we're supposed to believe that Laura Croft is having an emotion right now? Are you fucking kidding me? This character <laughs> doesn't do that. And then she kills Gerard Butler, and that's and that's like the end of the movie, basically. Yeah, she well, she kills him, and then she walks out, and immediately is like beaming from ear to ear because it's hilarious that like her that they're going to do a gay wedding and then they drive off into the sunset and basically, basically <laughs> breakfast club fist in the air and the credits run. Yeah. Like she doesn't kill the guy who ostensibly the, ostensibly the only guy she's ever loved. Like in cold blood because he betrayed her. But these things, you know, it, it's just another day in the life of a, of a, of a tomb raider colon the cradle of life. Yeah. So, so briefly before we wrap this up, I think we wanted to talk about uh, the 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 introduction of the the giant CG demon monsters in the last twenty minutes. Of the movie. Yeah. So, so you guys ever seen um, Return of the King? It's a it's a Lord of the Rings movie. It's the third one of those. There's a part where they say um, there's a, there's a part. It's one of my favorite parts of the series where they're describing this Valley of the Dead. Right. You have to walk through this place. And there's inscribed on the wall, the, the the way is shut. It was made by those who are dead and the dead keep it. And it's like real creepy. And they go in there and some creepy shit goes down. And this movie, the setup for that is almost identical to the point where they, where it was suspicious that those movies came out in like one year after another. And uh, instead of being like scary ghosts who... Uh, betrayed a king from a battle hundreds of years ago they are uh they are monsters from doom 2005 but with more teeth (laughs) yeah they're just it's so dark and they're like gray and so generic looking that it's hard to make but it's just it's so weird right because like Okay, it's not as though there's no supernatural elements to the film. Obviously, they're looking for Pandora's box, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a part where she finds Pandora's box, or, like, the, there's, like, an orb that they have to get that is glowing, and she finds it, and it, like, gives her visions <laughs> and shit. But it's it's magical realism, right? It's a story about a rich, evil capitalist that wants to get this ancient MacGuffin that everybody scoffs off as a legend, right? You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where, like, the the... The presence of the magical artifact is the weird thing. That's the strange aspect of the story. The rest of the setting is sort of supposed to mimic reality, right? Or at least this cartoonish action version of reality. Yeah. Um, and then in the last 20 minutes, there's just, like, big demon monsters in it. And it's just introduced, like, out of nowhere. And it... it I, 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 I thought... I just thought that was f- fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I couldn't necessarily tell you why these monsters specifically are the really, really out of place um, things. But like, like 
I don't know. I was okay. I was perfectly okay somehow with an ancient orb that she d- opens and it basically starts playing Africa by Toto. <laughs> and that that was fine for some reason. And well, I I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's because it's because they have established a world in which you know. Like the fact that the MacGuffin is magic is like a big deal, <laughs> and and like things like this don't really exist, you know, outside of that. And then they just go to this one valley in Africa where there's just there's just demon monsters in it, and it's it's real dumb. What are we watching next week, Mark? <laughs> um, we're gonna watch uh, and some big moments. I know. Um, <laughs> so strap on. Strap on a couple of shoes from your pile of sneakers that you keep in a barn, because uh, we are watching our first Sonic product. Uh, we're watching The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog from uh, the year of our Lord when I was born, 1993, uh, starring Jaleel, just Jaleel White voice Sonic. Wait, did you not know that? Holy moly. Oh my god, Mark. Oh man. Wait, Mark, do you not know anything about the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog? What an inspired casting choice. This is this Is okay. this is this Pingus? This is the one from the memes. Yeah. So this okay, is this, this, this is, is Pingus. This okay. is the first Sonic show. So there's actually two Sonic shows that are called The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, if I'm pulling up our, our Cartridge Cinema Club master list of episodes here, yeah, uh, give, there, give me the lore. There, give me the there deep are, lore. There are six Sonic shows. For us to work our miserable ways through. Uh, this is the first of them. Uh, <laughs> and and this one is very surreal. Uh, and, and, and kind of has like a Looney Tunes quality to it. Like it's not really about making logical sense. It's just about being goofy and about slapstick. Uh, and yeah, this is the one with Pingas and the fucking... The uh, that's no good shit where he talks about sexual harassment like that. <laughs> this is this is that. So we we got a lot to look forward to. This, this, <laughs> I wish that this was the I wish that there was a Sonic cartoon that uh, was the actual origin of that <laughs> alone on a Saturday night. God, you're pathetic. <laughs> Sonic meme, because that's by far the best Sonic meme. And <laughs> it makes me sad that it's not canon. That's all I got to say about Sonic memes, honestly. Also, I want to make it clear uh, that <laughs> that uh, there's a there's a decent chance that uh, the episode might get delayed next week because I am moving halfway across the country on Monday. Uh, and so I'm going to be trying to get settled in Colorado. Uh, and so there might be a delay. Hopefully not. We'll try to get the episode in. But just heads up in case uh, anything comes up. Where can people find the podcast on the internet mark um well i thought we talked about this i'm just gonna record next week's episode solo it's not it's not a big deal it's it's gonna be fine (laughs) just gonna do it by myself i don't need a co-host um so if you're interested in that uh you should follow for updates at cartridge cinema where you can find us on twitter um join the discord it is linked on the Twitter, and it's a real good time. Um, <laughs> uh, go, follow, go ahead. <laughs> you, can, you can follow me on Tumblr <laughs> at, at fucking sick beats with a Z dot Your number one source for gifts of butch girls kissing and pretty landscapes. 
Holy moly, I was not ready for the for the Tumblr plug. Am I gonna have to reactivate my Tumblr? Dude, I've been back on Tumblr lately and fuck Twitter, bro. Tumblr is where it's at. All they banned the porn and everyone left and now it's quiet and it's really nice. Is it quiet enough to start posting porn again? You know, they flagged that shit, but you know, who's who I'm not gonna tell. I ain't your dad. I ain't I ain't the cops. Sick. That sounds awesome. Join us on Tumblr, then. Carpetcinemaclub.tumblr.com. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. Uh, you know it's not taken. Um, <laughs> uh, fuck. We're doing this live. Someone's going to take it. Um, that was a bad joke. <laughs> Where can people listen to the podcast, Mark? It's been apart. a great episode. Listen... <laughs> <laughs> this is the one for the for the history books. Um, uh, please listen to us on iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud. Those are the places that you can listen to us. Um, please rate us. We need it. Um, we need it because we're trying to make a lot of money. So far, we make zero dollars from this. <laughs> we make negative twenty dollars. <laughs> make negative twenty dollars plus interest. Yeah. Um, yeah, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. The talking is by me and Alex. And uh, that's that's one of the top three best parts of this podcast, probably. I would say so. I, hey, look, man. As, while we're being real as fuck on the podcast, while while we're while we're dropping realness on the mic, uh, you know, we make a lot of jokes about how nobody listens to this podcast. But I know that there are like about fifty to a hundred people that listen to this podcast every week. And I just want to say that I really genuinely appreciate that. It really makes me feel good that like people like what we have to say and, and think this is a cool show. And I hope that everybody that listens to this podcast has a great fucking day tomorrow. And for me, it was Tuesday. Tuesday.